Hey guys, welcome back. We are so glad and this is such a very interesting and awesome episode because we have a very surprise special guest. So surprise. Stick around and thank you for joining us for Sundays at 7. Okay guys, as we mentioned, we have a surprise guest. Surprise even to us, kind of. Yeah, well because, so we were sitting here and we were just going to do the fours, just me and Kayden. And then, because all this stuff going on with the coronavirus, you know, we haven't, we were supposed to get a four on, but then it ended up, you know, it was someone that Kate knew from college and it ended up not, it ended up falling through and, you know, all this stuff is crazy anyways. So we were sitting here, we were just going to do it ourselves. And we were sitting here and we were like, we don't know a lot about a four. And so Kate was like, hey, we think this surprise guest is a four. And we were... Right. So everyone, please welcome John Lowell. What's up? What's up? He's waving, but you can't see him because we have him on FaceTime. Yeah. So the most interesting thing about John is he actually he scored highest in a two, but he has a he's very similar in a lot of numbers. And so his second highest was a four and a one and a six. They were all tied. So even though he didn't score highest in a four, he does relate a lot to the four. Mm-hmm. And so we figured, you know, he but he's very knowledgeable. Yeah. In a lot of areas that we are not. Should we give a little uh, rundown of what a four is real quick? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Go for it. Okay. So, we have a lot of books here that we use as references, and so one of the books says... We have a library in here. Yes, we do. And it says that fours are motivated by the need to experience their feelings and to be understood, to search for the meaning of life, and to avoid being ordinary. And then some, like, personality traits of a four are being understood is very important, so that's obviously Mm -hmm. a big theme. Um... I try to support my friends, especially when they are in a crisis, which I also feel like is very pertinent to a four. Yeah. And I like to be seen as one of a kind. So. Yeah. That's some just things about And I think fours are so interesting. Yeah. They're very unique. And creative. Yeah. And so, and also I just like to know more about them. So, Same. John, we're ready for you. We're ready for you, John. <clears throat> what's up? What's up? So. So. for, you know, thinking about me and this a little interesting, we can't talk to people face-to-face kind of time. <laughs> Six feet social distance. Yeah. Six feet. Well, you know, everyone kept saying six feet social distance, and I was like, you know, that's just a little, that's about as tall as I am. So if I were to, like, Lay go down. from, like, the tip of my toes to the top of my head, that's how far apart we'd be. Yeah. Exactly. So. I saw this, I saw a video of a guy who had a buggy <laughs> And he had a tape measure pulled out to six feet, and he was, like, waving it around. Oh, my gosh, it's Everyone funny. around him, like, you can't be that's around me. Yeah. That's a very interesting mental picture. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to find the video. I don't know about funny. you, but when I was little, I played with a tape measure, and I did the thing where, like, how far can I stick it out before it falls and uh, bends over? Oh, yeah. I Listen, I still do that. <laughs> Not when I was little. <laughs> Okay, John, so how did you find out about the Enneagram? Um, it's kind of hard to pin down in like an exact moment or time. Uh, the only thing I remember is one day one of our mutual friends, actually one of your previous guests, Rand. Yes, Miss Rand the Bush, shout out. <laughs> represent, represent. I think, I want to say we were at the Cairn Coffee House in Winchester and just like out of side conversation, she goes, have you, 
John, have you ever taken the Enneagram before? And I go, what's that? And of course she <laughs> tells me kind of like she gave you all a, a quick little um, startup kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, on your podcast a few weeks ago. And I've kind of rabbit holed ever since. Yeah. Nice. nice. So how did you feel when you first found out your number? Or just when you took the test, how did you feel when you found out all your numbers? Um, I would say I felt kind of like, okay, that, that I can see where that makes sense. Um, and there were some things where I, I um, used an app that uh, Randus recommended and kept reading a little bit more about it. And I was kind of like, is someone watching me in my house? <laughs> kind of creepy. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so you tested like, high in a two originally, right? Yeah. The The first time I took it was on that app that Randa recommended. Do you remember the was, name of it? It was called the, uh, the Ania app. I think it's all one word. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's the one I used to. But yeah, I, I took that and I was like, hmm, I was kind of interested and kind of like, man, I see, I like, I've thought that sentence exactly in my head once before. And, and then of course there were some things I was like, I don't know that I'm exactly like that right there. Or, uh, yeah, that kind of makes sense. And kind of was like tossing between how good of a fit is it? Yeah. Then, so, so then how did you kind of like pull a four into it? Because you said that two was your highest but mm-hmm. you like really relate to a four so what like parts of your personality do you think like oh this was definitely like part of a four or um, relates more to part a four? of a four is um kind of definitely like the high intensity of emotions kind of thing uh like when we're going to watch a movie and it's more than just me watching the movie I get mad if anyone talks to me because I'm trying to experience the cinema and I'm in their world and I'm not in, I'm not quote unquote in my body right now. Mm. And if someone pulls me out of that experience, I get really frustrated. And, um, like whenever, like even when I was little, okay. Yeah. Here's a good one. When I was little and it was my dad and my mom, my brother and I, I think I was like five or six, maybe seven at the oldest. Definitely probably, yeah, definitely younger. We were watching Home Alone. Classic movie, Classic, one of my faves. Guess which part I felt the biggest uh, emotional connection to. Ooh. I don't know. I've never seen that movie all the way through. Um... (sighs) I know, I know. The the old man with the shovel. I'm highly recommending it in our coronavirus times. You have a movie to watch. (laughs) (laughs) When he goes and talks to the old man with the shovel. Uh, I definitely had a emotional reaction, one of fear, but um, (laughs) I, as a five or six year old kid, when at the very end, spoiler alert, he ends up being fine, but when his mom comes home. And he's like, I missed you. And then they hug. I was at five or six year old. I was sobbing. And my family was like, Aww. what is wrong with you? And I just sat there and I was like, it's so happy. <laughs> that's so that's that's I mean, I think that made me emotional yeah. too. Yeah. I don't even think we said what the, it's called, did we say? The four is oh, called no. the individualist or the romantic. Yeah. So I feel like the romantic part kind of plays on that emotional. True. High emotions. Not just obviously like 
bad, but also very good, like you just said. Good, happy emotions. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, John, if your number could mm-hmm. be personified as an animal, or the number four, then what would you think it would be? Um... After having thought about it and talking with you all a little bit ago about suggestions that you had seen, I kind of am landing on the idea of a cat, at mm-hmm. least a stereotypical cat. Because <laughs> <laughs> the reason I say that's like, whenever, if anyone has ever owned a cat or spent time with a cat, like, if you pick up a cat and you put it in your lap, chances are it'll hop out in like a hot second. But if you just sit there and it comes up and sit in your, sits in your lap, it'll stay there and, like, fall asleep. And then you may, you may be wondering, how on earth is that a four? Well, um, at least from what I understand and kind of how I've seen my life so far is, like, if people tell me I should do something, I'm automatically like, no, I don't want to do that. But the minute someone just lets me choose, it may be that very thing they told me I should do. Yeah. That's such a good analogy. Seriously. <laughs> That's good. Okay, moving right along. I really like this question because I feel like it makes it like a concise, easy-to-respond answer. But what is one word or phrase that you think best describes like your personality through the lens of a Four. individualist? <laughs> <laughs> um being able to kind of like make light of some of the things that I've done, seen and experienced, I'd say the phrase that goes with a four, at least in my view is you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know, you me. don't know me. You don't know me. <laughs> I feel like I've heard you say that, John. <laughs> I've definitely heard you. If say I that. haven't heard you say it, then I can like clearly hear you say it yes. with your voice in my head. Well, then I think it fits. Then <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Why? Why? Um, because I see the world kind of as very complex. There's a lot of moving pieces, some of which we never get to see. Um, so, uh, for example, like if I'm walking down the street and someone kind of is frustrated and kind of says something to me that is like, why'd you get in my way? Kind of something. Uh, I would think a lot of people's responses, well, that was just rude and keep walking in the other direction. But, but my thought process is sometimes like, oh, I wonder why they're so upset. I bet they had an mm. awful warning. I was there why I can help them. That's good. I yeah. Just, I, kind of default to at least a lot of the time seeing more than just one immediate response to something. I feel like that's very unique to a four. Right. Yeah. That's not a lot of people do that. They don't have a like, they don't see through that lens. Yeah, totally. So we've talked with Randa and we've talked with all of our, um, all the other numbers about having, it's like a coin. So having a blessing side and having a curse side. So what would you say has been like the most encouraging thing or the biggest blessing, um, seeing life through the lens of a four? Um, for, from my four lens, again, I don't, I don't know that many people that say they're a four, but I, so I'm good to make some guesses. But I would say anyone that kind of heavily identifies as a four can um, see the uniqueness in everyone in every situation and kind of use that to be super intentional and make things individual for mm. people. 
John, that was so good. Yeah. So good. I love that. Because that is kind of like the, the, one of the main underlying themes of the gospel, I feel like, is being intentional and like knowing, finding each person's like, Mm-hmm. you know places that in the body of christ and i feel like fours are really good at doing that so yeah that's awesome okay on the flip side of that what do you think is the biggest challenge or something you find yourself needing to work on i feel like this is a little bit of a job interview because i'm pretty <laughs> <laughs> sure biggest strength part. and weakness <laughs> <laughs> tell us about yourself because <laughs> i would say that the weakness is kind of like i don't really really know how it goes for all the other numbers but it, it, it feels like a job interview question because our the the weakness i think of at least me my fourness is kind of overusing my strength sometimes Ooh, i look yeah. for things that may not be there and then i kind of am convinced of that and then i'm stuck on it and i can't always get away from it easy enough yeah I, another part of that is i a lot of the times for me to want to do something, I have to have every bit of me aligned and wanting to do that. I can't just do something because I and I know I'm supposed to do it. Like if I don't want to do it, I have to have a complete aligned, pure motive to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so, gosh, John, you're like blowing yeah. me away. Th- that is really, really interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> and this is all, and, listen, and, can I tell you all something really quick, okay? We literally sure, called John sure. 10 minutes ago and said, hey, John, hey, this is you want to be on our podcast? Cuff completely. <laughs> we ran through the questions for 30 seconds really quick just so he, like, had some kind of, you know, this is what they're going to ask me. But this is all, like, coming fresh. And I feel like that's also, <laughs> like, like reminiscent of a four. They're yeah. very, like, in touch with, you know, right. that. And... and they're just very genuine. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to give you, they're not going to... Um, like write out an answer and or try practice to it. They're, they're just say, gonna tell you how they feel. Yes, or they're not gonna try to say what they think you want them to say. Right. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. So mm-hmm. thank you, John. Uh, kind of to show off my uh, amount of time I've gone through the rabbit hole. Like the I don't know the exact word as the stance or perspective of a four is supposed to be internally focused. Oh. So like. Uh, self-analyzing, kind of checking, was that, did that make sense? How did that come across? Like, things like that are, like, my normal, how my brain normally functions. Yeah, and aren't fours in the heart triad, too? Yeah, so lots of emotion. And then I think Randa said when we had that small group a while back that the twos, threes, and fours, they're kind of... um, Achilles heel or their weakness as a group is shame and that that kind of is like at the core of a four you don't want people to know that that one thing that would break everyone's opinion of you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wow okay so this next little segment here I like think this is really interesting is to see how this affects our relationships and Mm -hmm. so have you seen like you know, all this that we've been talking about affect your relationships in every aspect, you know, in all, all relationships of life. Have you seen this affect the way you, you know, relate to people mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, I think I would say it helps me uh, give people a little bit more grace um, because uh, like a lot of us do, 
or at least people that I've talked to anyway, like they say, well, why don't you do it like, they may not say to use these words, but the response will sound something like, why don't you do it the way I do it? Mm. And then knowing this kind of Enneagram information kind of goes, oh, my immediate response isn't always, why don't you do it like I do it? It's become more like, but still not completely like, oh, you just, that doesn't, that's not your first response. Mm-hmm. And that's still kind of hard for me because, you know, it's easier sometimes to not have to worry about what people think. Because if you get people around you that think all the same and kind of respond the same way, there's less of a question. Um, and the Enneagram kind of helps me remove some of those questions. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people aren't in touch with the, well, everyone has their own way of doing it the best way, you know? Yeah. Like, that's something that Tommy, for instance, like, and that's what a lot of eights, which we'll talk about eights later, but eights kind of are like, no, 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 this is the most effective way. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not the most effective way for me. And they're like, no, 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 but it is. I know it is because it is the most effective way. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's not how it works. So that's like. That's a good quality of a four to be able to see that and not feel like they, you know, mm-hmm. know the best way, but that everyone kind of has their own avenue of getting places, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. their but own I mean, ways like, of responding to certain situations. Mm-hmm. That's what the Enneagram has helped me to be more like. There are definitely still times where I'm like, no, this is the best way. We must do it this way. <laughs> I can't do it any other way because this is the best way. And then I have to take the, take a step back and be like, wait a minute. There actually might be a better way. Let me at least listen. listen yeah. Once. Kind of like the the thing I read earlier that said um, that fours a lot of times try to support their friends, especially when they are in crisis. Have you seen that in your life? Like you're good when you're good. You're a good person for people to come to for you know things. Uh, I've seen that in a like a in some of my relationships with other people. Sometimes they'll just kind of start talking about something that may be kind of hard in their lives. And what goes on in my head when I see that happening is not, uh-oh, here we go. It's, all right, they have something going on. It's, it's time for me to listen. It's, it's their turn to have something going on. Yeah. And um, just a small, quick, on-topic, commercial kind of break. Have you seen Inside Out? Oh, yes. yes. I love that movie. Of course. Um, so I feel like that kind of shows itself up. Um, in the character that everyone kind of starts off not liking very much, but sadness. Oh, yeah, yeah. the blue one. Yeah, the blue one that's like, oh, it's raining outside and everything's terrible. <laughs> but there's a spoiler alert for the viewers who haven't seen Inside Out. You've had about 10 years, so it should be okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's a scene where sadness talks to one of the other main characters and they're not having the best time of things at the moment. And she just kind of sits there and kind of lets them get it out. And then when it's out, they're good. Yeah. Fours. I, I was reading in this book, fours, um, they're very prone to melancholy. But it says, however, don't mistake melancholy for depression. Because mm-hmm. fours aren't like the sadness. They're just okay sitting in sad spots with people. Mm-hmm. They're very intuitive. Yeah, and there is, like, there's someone that, like, on our staff that a lot of us know who's a four, and they, like, will talk about how he's the best at being on, like, the care team that week, because he's okay with going and sitting in the hospital with 
people who just need to be sat with. And he's, he's like, 100% comfortable just, like, being in that situation. Whereas a lot of people just, it's kind of like a, ooh, like, I'm going to try to do everything not to be there. Like, cause I don't, as, as right. you know, yeah. like, avoid pain at all costs. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's a really, that's a um, quality before that I wish I possessed more of, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. It's like being well, okay. I mean, you, if you're not a four, it's, it's not like a make or break, like, not a, it's kind of set up that way. Not everyone's gonna have that strength. There are, right. there are some things that you guys have strengths that I avoid too. Yeah, which is why like it takes every single part of the body in order mm-hmm. to yeah. you know work, right. which is awesome. Yeah. Um. Okay. So moving on. <laughs> what is one passage of scripture that you really love that you lean on a lot? So, kind of one of the scriptures that I've held on to for a long time, just because it it just struck me the first time that I really paid attention to it and really read it. It's uh, Joshua twenty four fifteen, and this is from the message. It says, "If you decide that it's a bad thing to worship God, then choose a God you'd rather serve and do it anyway. Choose one of the gods your ancestors worshipped from the country beyond the river, or one of the gods of the Amorites." or on whose land you're now living. As for me and my family, we'll worship God. Yes. Um, and that kind of resonated with me, because it's like, at the end of the day, kind of like to the title of a four, the individualist, I I am going to end up kind of doing what I feel is kind of what's the most important in the situation. And in that situation, worshiping God, that's, you know, that's important all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love how, like, you're very just okay with, like, hey, I'm not going to force you to do this, but I'm not going to also, like, fall into what you're doing. Like, as for me in my house, I'm serving Jesus no matter what you all do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just setting a, a bigger example. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um. So our final question... This has really been a fire podcast. It really has been. I've been, like, motivated. I'm like, <laughs> you should man. see Kate over here. I'm like, every time you say something, I'm like, woo, yeah. <laughs> I think at one point I said, I pointed at you and said, this guy. <laughs> I tried did. to whisper it, but you could probably hear it. <laughs> um, so our final question. So you actually lead a small group at our church. We didn't actually, we didn't get to give you a a quick blimp of your life. Normally we kind of give you, like, 30 seconds just to tell what you're doing. But we... Rush past it, unfortunately. Um. Anyway, so you lead a small group at our church. You lead the junior guys, correct? Mm-hmm. I do. Okay. So, and, we're, and you're involved in the church community. We go to SML. You do a lot of the tech. Do you still do a lot of the tech stuff up front? Um, like with the adult services? Yeah. I've kind of slowly not been part of that as much. Okay. But you used to. You used to volunteer up there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you are in the church and the community a lot. So, how would you bring the blessing of being a four into your church or community? What's, like, one of the biggest ways that you can do that? Um, I think um, kind of bringing back the idea that seeing individual um, traits in people and kind of highlighting those um would help kind of like break barriers down in the, oh, I'm not like that, so I can't do that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Because I've seen and heard people talk about like, oh, I don't have that, so that means I can't do that at all, or I can't be a part in any way because I don't have this. Um, but like 
because I, I'm pretty sure I can see the unique qualities in people. I can like explain to them, no, you can do this because you're the only one that I know that can do this. Yeah. And just being like, Oh, there is this, this natural, uh, set apart or anointed quality to each person that is kind of knitted together by God in the womb. Like, like the Bible says that he, he put us together with a specific purpose and kind of just, um, I'm not saying giving permission, like I'm in charge of them, but like motivating them to, to utilize their gifts. Yeah. Which I feel like a lot of people don't see those unique gifts in people. Yeah. Yeah. But you do. Mm -hmm. Also feel like a blessing that you give to our community is you're super creative Mm -hmm. and like super in touch with, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know a lot of fours. Maybe I do. I'm not sure. But I feel like a lot of fours as they are described are like very creative, like music, art, like they feel like the deeper meaning of things and the deeper, you know, like you can bring that to a a community, that, that creative side that, you know, that's really intuitive and, um, (laughs) sorry, we just got a (laughs) distraction. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's really creative. Brandon just called me. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, and I think you bring that to a community which is really you know if we didn't have creativity in this world it'd Hello. be boring i know it'd all be gray blobs wearing the same colors all day That's you're right, right. Mm-hmm. also like i just want to add really quick that i think fours and you as well john are like one of their biggest blessings that they can bring to the community is just like being themselves mm-hmm. because they have a lot of unique like visions and like a lot of unique perspectives that a lot of people don't see and i feel like fours are like are almost like the best at being themselves you know like sevens for instance like are really good at, like, putting on this, like, very excited persona that maybe deep down isn't, like, true. Mm-hmm. It comes, like, out of fear, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, like, threes, like we talked about last week, are good at being chameleons. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. you know, just stuff like that. I feel like fours are just very... They just are. Yeah, they're just very genuine. Yeah. And they just are themselves no matter... Just like the... As for me in my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. No matter what everyone else is doing, I'm going to do what I know is best. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Mm-hmm. So, any final thoughts, John? Um, there's probably plenty, but I don't want to give you, like, word salad in the last 20 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Well, John, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Honestly, this has been the funnest little 20 minutes. It's so great. And I've learned a lot about a four. I did, too. I did, too. And so thank you so much for being a... I want to be a four. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mercy. Thank you so much for being just, um, ready and prepped on a whim with us. Oh, no, uh... Uh, compliments. I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we, this is the end. And uh, so you have to say it with us. Okay. So uh, thank you everyone for joining. You will join us again, hopefully on Sunday. We'll be talking about the fives, another number that we're not so sure about. So we're going to go for it. We're going to go for it. But please join us on Sunday. And thank you for joining us now for Sunday's at seven. Woo! Bye, guys. Bye.